Okay, we're live. Yay! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mile 99 interview. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Harris. The Mile 99 interview is a place to hang out with like-minded folks in our running community. It's a place to share stories, successes, and some of our not-so-successful things. This is also the place to get the latest local race news and find out where to volunteer. I'm joined by the other half of the Mile 99, Greg Larkin. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. Kicked off. Well, I didn't actually kick off the year. I kicked the year off on uh, the 1st of January resolution run, but this past weekend, first ultra of the year, formidable 50k i'd planned on doing that a while ago i had a coworker and a friend come out from boulder colorado and we ran it together it was his first 50k he was not sure he could finish but he did finish and i was super excited to provide all the trail guidance and all the kind of motivation especially after the training hill if alexander is listening we know we had a rough time going up that it was it was a fun day we got to jessica you got to meet him out there at knickerbocker a couple times he was super excited to just see auburn and just see that everybody that he loved the community out here he thought everybody was like so supportive it was awesome we had a great time so he's already talking about coming back so hopefully i can get out to uh, the boulder area and do something cool with him at some point and uh, he's already talking about 100Ks and all that good stuff. So it was it was super fun. We had a great time and I really enjoyed hanging out with him for the first time. So how are you doing, Jessica? I am good. As probably everyone knows, it's been a week now since my dad passed away. So I missed our last episode because I needed some sleep. And Greg let everyone know that I had a GoFundMe for my dad. And I'm going to cry because you guys have really supported me. And being at Formidable was just like incredible because I saw people t twice <laughs> when they came to me and I got so much, so many hugs, so many, so much support, financial and emotional. And I will never be able to tell you guys how thankful I am. So thank you guys so much. Thank you, Greg, for, he didn't even ask me really. He just, uh, I talked about it because he's just wonderful. So thank you guys for everything. I went for a walk yesterday. I'm not running too much right now, but that was really lovely. The weather's not so crazy in Northern California right now. It was raining. Not so good. Right after Formidable, actually, <laughs> it rained for a while. So we expect the race that we're talking about. It might be a little muddy, but we'll see. So yeah, super thankful. And I know that we have we are like, this is ultra season for the Auburn, California area. It's like, this is the month to run an ultra, to run a 50K your first, or you've done it for 30 years in a row. So me and Greg have covered a lot of the pre-race briefings and we are exhausted from doing a lot of them. And we're so excited because this is like the time that we build a lot of community. But outside of February and the beginning of March, we have so many more things coming up. What's coming up, Greg? Yeah, absolutely. And before I get into that, yeah, I just want to say also thank you to the community. Everybody just really showed up for Jessica and I really appreciate it personally because I think you all know how much she puts into into this community. So it really made a lot of it really meant a lot to me personally that uh, you all stepped up. So thanks again. Yeah, so I mean, obviously we're here for way to cool 50k, but there are so many other races as well. So if you're really interested in getting into a monthly or, you know, even weekly bi-weekly pattern here of running 50ks or whatever it is you want to do, you definitely have the opportunity. There are so many other things on the calendar and it's great. We get this just beautiful palette of all different kinds of races and conditions, classic races, new races, all sorts of great stuff. So we have actually some interesting things out in like the Marin area, the big Alta 50K, 25K that's coming up actually tomorrow. So jump in your car tomorrow morning, get out there. If you're not doing Salmon Falls, of course, Salmon Falls tomorrow. We'll be out there at Pedro Hill tomorrow morning, bright and early, nice and chilly. Yeah, go ahead, Jess. And for anyone who's running Salmon Falls, it is so cold in the start. I'll have a box at the first aid station. If you want to drop any gear, I will take you to the finish line for everyone. So dress warm and I'll take care of your stuff at the first aid station if you want to shed some layers. Yeah, that's a great service right there because everybody, I mean, if you've seen the start of Salmon Falls, you can have frost on the, the grass there. But by the time you get to Pedro Hill, you're just boiling and then you got to go up that West Ridge climb. You're going to be overheating for sure. So drop some stuff off right there. Get it taken to the finish. That sounds great. 
on Sunday, if you're doing tomorrow, you can jump jump up to South Lake Tahoe and do a snowshoe race 5K up there. The Fresh Tracks 5K snowshoe walk and race. That sounds like fun. There's still there's a ton of snow up. I still have not gotten on the skis yet. I got to get up there at some point here, but I've just been so much onto the onto the trails lately. Marin Ultra Challenge 50 mile or 50K. That's coming up March 9th. It's Osolito. And then Ruckachuck 50K, that's back this year. So I was toying with the idea of running tomorrow, but I thought back-to-back 50Ks in an untrained, fairly untrained state would not be the best idea. So Ruckachuck 50K, though, that used to be my my thing. Like I would do Formidable and then Ruckachuck and then Canyons. And that's what I'm I'm doing Canyons this year. So maybe I'm going to throw Ruckachuck in there on March 16th. That's a pretty, pretty fun course right there. And it's kind of a classic. We're going to be talking more and more about Broken Arrow as that comes up. I mean, that's a huge race, huge party, sky running type of event up in the Tahoe area, Palisades Tahoe. They have a training run on Mount Diablo, March 23rd. That is going to be amazing. That mountain has so much vert. You can get 10,000 feet easily in a 50K run down there. So if you're getting into Broken Arrow and you want to do some training, not necessarily up at Tahoe quite yet because all the snow and everything else, but if you really need to climb and get down there to Mount Diablo, and I believe that one's on ultra sign up, so you can get on there. Knickerbocker Canyon Trail Run, that's a 30K half marathon, 10K and 5K. That's the same day up in Auburn if you want to stay up here locally. So quite a few things. We keep talking about Rattlesnake Dick. We got to get more plugs in for that. North Fork Clothing, Auburn Business at Designs. Beautiful foothills-inspired clothing and logos. Martin Singles, the race director, 50K, 25K, 10K. Distances, March 30th. So again, as I say, like if you just want to keep running every weekend, you've got the chance now. It's, it's fantastic. So that's a nice little sampling right there. I just want to say I hope there for some of those. It should be a good time. And before we get into the interview here, I do want to just take a moment also to thank Katula, one of our sponsors. They've been with us here a little bit last year and then full on here in 2024. They're a leading provider of hiking crampons, traction devices, and gaiters. I've used them for years. You've heard me talk about before I moved out here, I was back in New Hampshire. I was using them up and down little mountains and icy trails and all that. They're great. They just go on your shoes or your boots really easily and they come off just as quickly a little bit easier to deal with than a full-on crampon. So I've had a great time. They've got micro spikes, they've got nano spikes, they've got gaiters for all the different seasons that you might need. And I highly recommend them. So if you want to try them out, go to katula.com. That's K-A-H-T-O-O-L-A.com. Order something up, plug in the mile 99. That's our code and you will get free expedited shipping with your order. And that's katula.com. Great little company down in Flagstaff, really a forward thinking progressive company, builds a great product. So I highly recommend them. Now on to the interview. Take it away, Jess. Yeah, thanks, Katula. I think Way Too Cool 50K presented by Ultra might be the perfect race to get a new pair of gaiters. And with our expedited shipping, you can get them in time. So we love that. Give them a try. Yeah, as I said, the mile 99 is at the end of our big three ultras here in the Auburn, California area. We're lucky. I'm back to back to back. And we always go out with the biggest. NorCal Ultras presented by Way Too Cool 50K. This race brings big names, new ultra runners, and a laundry list of exciting opportunities for the community. But before we get into the nitty gritty of Way Too Cool 50K, we want to introduce Jennifer Maxwell. She's the founder of Jambar and co-founder of Power Bar. Welcome to the show, Jenny. Thank you. Good to be with you. Hi, Greg, Julie, Jess, all the listeners. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks a lot for joining. We really appreciate it. So I know there's there's kind of a special deal that we're going to get to, but did you want to just kind of give a little overview on Jambar and, and what this company is all about? Sure, sure. I'll give you the quick synopsis. So I've been in this energy bar industry a long time. My late husband, Brian, and I created the energy bar industry with Power Bar. I think most of your listeners probably know what a Power Bar is. That was in the mid-80s, right? So I'm dating myself here, but... Created Power Bar back in 1987. We launched, grew the industry, grew the category. Category changed, got out of the industry. And my background is I'm a food scientist and nutritionist. Been a runner my whole life. And when Brian unfortunately passed away in 2004, my life dramatically changed. We, I do have six children. 
I was raising my family. And then at one point in about 2015, 2016, conversation with my daughter, I said, you know what? With my background in food science and nutrition and being a runner, let me let me see if I can buy, you know, create something that is a better energy bar. I want something organic. I want something real food. I want something without processed and manufactured sugars. I want something with protein and fiber, something I can eat before a run, during a run. Jambar is really a, an energy bar for runners and really other active people too, but primarily for runners since I'm a runner. So, but on the market since 2021, we make our own product here in San Rafael, California. So we're located in, in the Bay Area and super excited to be giving bars at the A stations to Way Too Cool. We, we participate in a lot of running events. And I would say there's three pillars to the company. There's our authenticity and that I've been in the industry for a really long time and a lot of credibility to the formulation of Power Bar and now the formulation of Jam Bar with our super high quality ingredients. And then the quality of the bar is unparalleled in the industry. Like I said, we all, everything I put in a Jam Bar is so pure and delicious you could eat it off a spoon. So that's kind of one of our slogans as well as get your jam on. So what we do. And then the third part of the pillar I wanted to just mention is that we are a philanthropic company and that we donate 50% of our profits to organizations that promote active living, the sports running and so forth, and music. So hence the name Jam Bar. It's a combination of my two passions, which is music and sports, music and running. I became a musician in 2007. And I play in two bands and I play the drums. And so music's been in my life now for 16, 17 years. So it's a big part of my life and love it. And so that's kind of the name uh, Jam Bar and our slogan to get your jam on. Very cool. I love it. Yeah. I'm anxious to, uh, to try some of these. I just wanted to take a moment too to just dial back to those 80s with Power Bar and, you know, back in those days. And if anyone's been listening to this podcast since we started, they may have heard me mention that I used to race bikes for many, many years, starting in the early 80s. And it was just bananas and water bottles. And that's all we had. And then all of a sudden, I was in New Hampshire at the time, this new product shows up, it's Power Bar. Like, what is this thing? And I start eating, you know, I had the malt nut and the, the what was it the the uh, the wild berry I think it was yeah so we started with malt nut and chocolate and then we went to what right yeah there. yeah yeah so yeah. I had like all the different flavors and everything else and it was just a game changer for me at the time yeah. all of the people that I was with I mean this was the first time you could actually transport something it wasn't going to mush up in your pocket and all this so I just want to personally thank you and your husband your late husband for just the vision of, you know bringing that out it it was honestly I can't overstate like how how much of a change that was it was fantastic thank you yeah thank you i'm really excited about jam bar because it's a innovative organic like i said real food energy bar and the digestion of a jam bar is super high similar to where power bar was yes yeah. you eat it before running during running after running fuel all your energy needs and so that's great too because i mean there are differences in the different sports like you know cycling your your weight bear you're you're supported you don't have all the bouncing and other things you might not have the digestion issues that you would have running so definitely anxious to try the jam bar and see how that fits in with you know just the difficult you know task we have sometimes with these long ultra races and all that so yeah excited right a lot of people like to eat food because it breaks it up with the gels and the drinks and the chew yeah. you want to, you actually want to feel like you're eating some food more sustenance and good to try it before, but, you know, go for it on, the, on during the run. We'll be at the A stations. We'll have two of our flavors there, both vegan. So Jazzleberry, which is a combination of strawberry, blueberry, blackberry, and raspberry. Absolutely delicious. Pretty soft in texture. Low to moderate fat, so you don't have to worry about high fat. It's not coated, won't, won't crumble, won't get on your hands, doesn't melt. And then mango is the other one. We've got Jazzleberry and mango at the A stations. And there's two other flavors that are whey-based protein. Those two are a sunflower seed based protein so they're vegan and we have whey based which is chocolate cha-cha and malt nut melody so all the flavors 10, 10 grams of protein all right so we're already starting to get into some of what what's going to happen in the race we're going to dive into that more i understand there's a discount code available to zoom attendees facebook listeners watchers podcast listeners basically anybody in the in the range of our voice is that right yeah sure is so we have a 20 percent off at jambar.com which is our website and the discount code is NORCAL20. It's 20% off at jambar.com. 
So, you know, give it a go, try us out, and we are sure you will be pleased. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate like finally talking to somebody who I know changed my athletic life. <laughs> I can't really overstate that. And, and I'm sure so many more. So I, I think you may have to drop if you don't and you want to hang out. Great. If you have to drop, that's fine. We appreciate your time. And thank you so much. And anybody out there, I hope you have a chance to try out the jam bars either during the race, after the race, whenever you got the code. And with that, I think we're going to move into the main overview of the rest of the session here, which is going to be talking to Julie about Way to Cool and getting all the pre-race briefings. So, Julie, are you ready for that? Okay. I'm ready. Good luck with everything. Take care, Jenny. Thank you, Thank Jenny. You. Really appreciate your support. All Thank right. You. Go get them. Get your channel. Bye-bye. Bye. So uh, just to start off, you know, there might be some new people. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening right now that have done Way to Cool a few times, but I'm sure there's always new people. So do you want to just do kind of like a brief overview of what the origin story of the race is? How many times have we run this? And any other pertinent information to just kind of set the stage for us? Sure. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Um, thanks, Justin, Greg, for having us here on uh, the Mile 99 interview to talk about Way to Cool once again. So just the background of Way to Cool, it started in 1990 as the Cool Canyon Crawl. That was the name of the race in 1990. It was started by Pat and Sandy White. And in that first race, there were 130 competitors. So they literally just grabbed everybody that they knew in their running community from the Sierra Express Running Club and just said, hey, we're going to have this race. Like, might be some aid out there, might not, just come run with us. And so that first race had 130 people. And since then, we this 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 year, 2024, we turn 34. So this race has been going on for 34 years. And the Cool Canyon Crawl was rebranded in 1996 to be named the Way Too Cool 50K. So it went from the Cool Canyon Crawl to the Way Too Cool 50K under the reign of Greg Soderlund, the former race director before NorCal Ultras started operating Way Too Cool in 2008. So since then, we have had thousands and thousands of finishers join us each year and, and cross that finish line. And so we're super excited to be at 34 way too cool and have our presenting sponsor ultra i know nick is on tonight joining us from ultra footwear so they're our presenting sponsor and exclusive footwear sponsor of uh, way too cool awesome yeah this is great i mean i love having these classic races around of course we welcome all new races as well but it's nice to have these kind of like linchpin races that have just been there and they keep coming back every year and actually just before we jump in do you know anybody who's done all of them is there anyone Oh, so it's close, but no cigar. Bill Finkbeiner is the closest to having done all of the Cool Canyon Crawls and Way Too Cool 50K. For a while, we had a streak of about seven seven runners, ultra runners, who had done every Cool Canyon Crawl and Way Too Cool. And I think two years ago was Bill's last Way Too Cool. But he still comes out every year. He's out there slaying trees and helping us keep keep the trail pristine for us. So. He's, he's still involved just in another way. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. And so what are we talking about in terms of like total number of runners generally that do this every year? So we have about 500 runners. Typically it's anywhere from 500 to 600, depending upon the year. And of course, weather contingent. I think people are always waiting to see what the weather is going to be like. And I always say it's it's going to be muddy. It's going to be wet more than likely. It's a trail race and it's way too cool. And it kicks off the ultra season. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I, I always actually, I think I was running over by cool uh, last few weeks, uh, both at the rate formidable and then a training run prior. And I was kind of checking out the finish area for way to cool to see how the mud mud puddle is doing over there. <laughs> it wasn't quite up to its normal standards. And I have this mental image burned in my head of Bob Crowley just taking a header into that yes. a few years back. <laughs> mm -hmm. in, I, intentionally, I, not unintentionally, but intentionally. That 
That is correct. He intentionally <laughs> did that. So yeah. So just be aware, people. I I don't know what actually. We did have some rain, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, what the what the current state is. What other kind of like notables? I mean, this is a big race, and it attracts fast runners, and it attracts well known runners. What are some of the other big names that have come out for this one in the past for anybody that's sort of starting out, getting getting their feet wet with this race? Yeah. So we've had David and Megan Roche from come out several times, Max King, who has been a perennial way too cool uh, in the later 2000s. And um, just some really Anthony Costales, just um, super, super fast road marathoners too. that transition use the use way too cool as their first 50k kind of to the trail ultra scene. And they come out guns a blazing. It's it's a very different scene than obviously 100k or 100 mile, where speed is just endless up front. So we're excited this this year. It's it's really anyone's game. There there's a host of I, I don't want to say the names to miss anybody, but there's a host of fasties up at the front, both on the men's and the women's side. And so we're excited to see how that plays out. So we we had a little draft going on, but we 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 nixed that because you know what? Somebody out of the blue is just just gonna take this race too. So and new this year too, we have prize money for both the men's and women's podium. So there's $300 for the first place, 200 for the second and and 100 for the third. So both that's both on the men's and the women's side. So again, anxious to see who who's going to take that uh yeah, Ultra Nick probably knows all the fasties uh that are going to be running out there. So, but um, you know, and and obviously happy to have all of our middle of the pack, the back of the pack, everybody everybody is cool at way to cool. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, the first, what, half mile, three quarters of a mile, I mean, you better be laying down like six minute miles, right? <laughs> In that first road bit. It's it's a yeah. fast start. Yeah, it is. Is on that first mile and a quarter on the pavement where the race starts before you take a left-hand turn onto the trail and head down to uh, Knickerbocker Creek. Yeah, those, those, those fasties take off at, at a warp speed. Awesome. Yeah. And if anybody is interested checking out Max King and his ascent of Goat Hill. I think if you go on YouTube and, and punch in Max King Goat Hill, you can see just an amazing performance on that. And you'll get that same experience, although possibly not as fast as him <laughs> once you get there. And we'll talk more about the course. But just to get into a little bit, another tradition, of course, the cupcakes at the finish. Do you want to just talk about those? I know we're jumping sort of toward the finish, but just to kind of give people a little sense of what they can expect when they when they finish this thing, because they know I know they'll finish it. Yes, our mascot is the frog, and uh, there's a whole origin story on that uh, that we'll be posting next week on our Instagram. So stay tuned for that if you don't know the origin of how the frog came about. And yeah, so we. Well, actually, my mom was the one who suggested that she was going to bake a thousand cupcakes in her kitchen starting in 2008 when we took over the reins of the race. And she made all of the frog cupcakes with her friends and decorated them. And then in 2018, my mom moved back east to uh, Delaware. And so my best friend Angie took over the reins of doing that for a couple of years. And then of recent, the last three years, we've been fortunate to work with uh, Pushkin's Bakery here in Roseville and Sacramento. And Danny and Olga Turner, super, super awesome people. And they now are making our signature frog cupcakes in, in their bakery. And they are vegan, gluten free, dairy free, soy free. They're super delicious. Don't let those things turn you off if, if you don't have those dietary restrictions. But if you do, Absolutely. This is for you. And they're awesome. Fantastic. Pushkin's is a great place to visit. I was just in there last week. Actually, Alexander and I went there the morning after Formidable for a little snack. So that was, yeah, a great, great local place. Uh, anybody that's down in the Roseville area, check them out for sure. So let's move to kind of the logistics, getting ourselves to the start line. And we can start with runner check-in. What are some of the details people need to know about that? Runner check-in is next Friday, March 1st. It's at Fleet Feet Folsom from 12 noon to 7 p.m. We 
highly recommend you pick up your bib and your swag. So you'll get both on next Friday at Fleet Feet and just alleviates congestion on race morning and really helps us as the race team out be able to give you the best service possible. And during the Fleet Feet uh, hours there at Packet Pickup, we have some prizes going on. We've, we're going to raffle off five $25 gift cards to Fleet Feet. We've got some prizes from Goo and Scratch and our other partners and Ultra will be on site there. So you can interact and, and talk to some of our sponsors that will be at the race as well. So again, that's from noon to seven. And if you absolutely can't do that, um, you can pick up your your packet and your bib on race morning from six to seven thirty at the cool fire station at the start line. Mm. And I think this is a question everyone wants to know. Can a friend pick up a bib for them? Yes, they they can, just so long as they are really going to run and not going to not show up. So yes, they they can. They they just need to let one of our race team know when they're checking in that they're picking up for somebody else. Excellent. Now, if they can't make it for some reason, they do have to go Saturday morning. If anybody's familiar with the cool fire station area and all that, it's a pretty small area. There's going to be a lot of race organizational, you know, tents and other things going on. Not a lot of room parking wise. What is the advice for parking and just in general and navigating your way through if you do have to pick your swag up and then eventually getting yourself to the start line? Do you have any kind of guidance on all the, the race morning for that aspect? The earlier you arrive, the race starts at eight o'clock, just FYI, the earlier you arrive, the more premier your parking spot will be. So if, if you are familiar with the layout of running or being at the pool fire station, the race Ultra Village is in the first lot. And then the second lot behind that, which is often referred to as the horse lot, that's the premier parking. So if you get there early, you're going to be able to park right there and right right up front and basically have access to your car as soon as you get done. And you can go back to your car after you pick up your swag and take a little snooze, eat your breakfast, what have you. The later you come in, we will be parking you down the hall road and there'll be parking monitors to direct. But uh, that road essentially is about two and a quarter miles long. So do the math. And the later you come, the more miles you're going to add to your pre-race warm-up and might be the uh, way too cool uh, 33 miles for you that day. So just, just get there a little early and, you know, relax. Nice. And because that is a fee area, did people have to worry about that at all? Or is that sort of covered as part of the race? Yeah, it's it's covered as far as the race entry. So there's no the, no fee that is required that day, no no pass that needs to be displayed. So once you come into the cool fire station, it's all part of the race. Okay, good. That's just another thing to kind of help people, yeah, not get too worried about that. Because I think some of the races we have around here, we do have to make sure we have a pass or a poppy pass or something along those lines. So that helps. That'll help people out. But as Julie said, get there early. You don't want to be adding extra time going back and forth to your car. If it's two miles down the road, that could make things a little interesting. Excellent. So what is kind of the beneficiary of the race? Do you have any any causes or anything else that you're aligned with? Yeah, we work with uh, Protect the American River Canyon Park. Eric Peach is the head of that. And with with not me butchering everything that they're up to, the projects. I mean, if you've seen our race e-blast that we just sent out the other day, we've given you a lot of updates about what what Park is up to. And, and they are just always working in our backyard. Jess and Greg, I know you're familiar with, with the group as well. And yeah, we're super, super happy to be partnered with them. So if you haven't, uh, check out our race e-blast and it will be in a social post next week to highlighting all of their activities and, and the bridges they're building and, and all kinds of projects that Eric and the crew are up to. Yeah, that's great. I love when I'm working on some of the social media on our Instagram and ever I see like one of the official park Instagram stories or, or posts or something like that. I love resharing that stuff because they yeah, they're they're just out there. They're helping keep all these trails accessible to us. I mean, we are heavy users of these trails and we always have to think these are not guaranteed things that we run on and use. I mean, there's a lot of work goes behind all of this advocacy and maintenance and everything else. And it's great to have organizations like that. And if 
if you're able to support these types of organizations and the work they do, I think that's a really useful thing to do as well as a community, whether it's monetary or hands-on, you know, with them. So, so that's fantastic. We do have some questions coming in as we've been talking about some things. So I think what I'll do is I'll interleave some of these. And then once Jessica takes over, we'll, we'll continue to, you know, pop in some additional questions that people have from the audience. And one of them is where do spectators park? If we've got so many race cars that need to park down the hall road where should where would you prefer spectators park are they in the same place or different good question so spectators if they're coming in before 7 20 a.m they can park there at the cool fire station either in in that lot premier lot i was referring to earlier or down the hall road again the later you get there the chances that you will be parking down the hall road but the race does start on that park road that what's called the hall road so we actually will shut that down no later than about 7 25 and after that if you're coming in after that then you can either park at the holiday market just down just a hair hair down the street at the intersection of 193 and that that's a great place to park so yeah we have a a partnership with the holiday and and have some parking available there. So again, if you're getting there after that 720 time frame, you need to go to the holiday because the hall road will be shut down until about 1015 AM before we start letting folks come in because the first loop of this course from the start to mile eight loops back through the fire station and they do cross that park road there. So that is the only place to, in fact, see your runner. So family, fans, friends, spectators come to mile eight and you can hang out in the ultra fan zone there and see your runner come through. And then you can hang out in our ultra village until they get to the finish line after that. So, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, there's certain areas down in the canyon you just can't easily get to it's not like we can just zip over to goat hill and see our runner going up that thing <laughs> so, it would be nice but we're not quite there yet we do have one other question uh, before we move on and that is what's the earliest time somebody can get over there is there any restriction on when people can show up at the fire station oh Wow, we, we we like you. <laughs> we our team will be there by about four fifteen in the morning, so uh, mm. you can come early and hang out with us. We might put you to work though, so beware. No, um, there you go. But, you know, I would say like five five thirty is on the earlier side, and you'll be able to get into that first lot there. So awesome, yeah. I mean, somebody's got to blow up the uh, the finish line arch, right? Like, you know, with their lungs. <laughs> Always happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what you want to do all right great well i think that's it for the questions from the audience so far but hopefully we'll have more i imagine we will one thing to that i just want to kind of wrap up my section here with is we've heard about the fact that ultra is a presenting sponsor that's fantastic we've had nick on the show before we've talked to him we've done a live stream with him at rdl so we're, we're well familiar with ultra and their products are there other uh, do you want to expand on that and then if uh, do you want to talk about any other sponsors that that you'd like to name that are helping with the race this year oh gosh we are so fortunate and grateful to be working with there's just a myriad of of awesome partners um you all heard from jenny maxwell from uh, jambar so we've been partnered with them for the last couple of years and it's it's been amazing and again all of those jambars will be at all the aid stations we uh we're obviously ultra uh, goo scratch uh, salt stick, craft. Everybody gets a craft uh, technical shirt designed by our esteemed art designer, Chris O'Connor. I know he's on tonight. Um, Free Feet, uh, Pushkins, Monsters, Coil Leasing, Dylan O'Connor Productions. It's just a whole whole lineup of folks. And as well as the Divide Chamber of Commerce, who is the um, local committee there in cool. So they are coming out in full force uh, with their team to help and support at the finish line. So super, super thankful to, to all the sponsors and partners who really make this race happen and be able to help us provide you the runners um, with some amazing products and, and services and have you have a great experience. Well, I know that you have a lot of sponsors and support. And the ultra village that is created after Way Too Cool has everything that you could ever need for volunteers, for runners. But there are businesses around us that you might want to be a 
patron of since we're kind of taking over for the day. Near the race, there's Holiday Market. There's Cool Coffee and Crumbles. There's the Dollar General Store, American River Pizza. So some of the places that have helped, you know, maybe share parking, tolerate us for year after year. So if you guys are around the area, make sure that you support those businesses, not just the day of Way Too Cool, but maybe forever because we can't do a lot of these big, crazy, cool ultra villages and big races like this without the support of all the the people and places around us. So you guys be aware of what's around you. And if you forgot something, go to Dollar General and pick it up or maybe get pizza the next week at American River Pizza. So support those around you. But now we're going to get into the race detail, the stuff that everyone is here for. We're going to go a little bit in depth. We're going to have Julie kind of walk us through or maybe run, jog, hike us through the way too cool course. We're going to go aid station to aid station. She's going to let us know who's working at that aid station, the mileage, and maybe what that aid station will look like. So 8 a.m. start. The first aid station that they come across is mile eight, I believe. And what will that look like for people? Yes. So that first aid station is is mile eight. And before you get to mile eight, too, you've got, uh, again, we, we talked about the hall road start, the race, you're on the pavement for about a mile and a quarter, and then you hop to the trail and hit Knickerbocker Creek. So you might get a little wet, but don't worry, your feet and socks are going to dry by the time you get to mile eight. Promise you that. And uh, you got some undulating terrain in that section as as you come back through mile eight. And that aid station is is staffed by the Mesa Verde High School. They're a big supporter of of all of our races. And Leslie Peoples and Michael Peoples, who's a perennial ultra runner, they will be doing that aid station with all of their students um, from their club. So they're super excited and they'll be fully, fully energized. They're guaranteed to cheer you on there. So that's the mile eight, eight station. And then from mile eight, heading toward mile 13, the terrain, you've got what's called the luge or the roller coaster, some terms that have referred to this section. So you've got some really great, nice, gentle downhill running that you can really take advantage of and kind of get in a real nice groove there before crossing Highway 49. Uh, that's our first Highway crossing there, there will be CHP there to cross all of the runners. So again, just follow the rules and protocols of what the officer is is telling you. And once you make your way into that lower quarry parking lot, you will be heading to the mile 99 sponsored aid station at quarry. So I, Joss, I'm going to turn it back to you because you're going to tell me and everybody else what they can expect. Yeah, you can expect a, such a fun time. I really love this aid station because it is fast and furious. People are still feeling really good in the race. I need two more volunteers. It's also, if you volunteer, you've heard her, you can't go on the course and see your runner. The best place to see your runner is to volunteer at an aid station. Quarry's open from eight to 12. It's awesome. I, I, I'm going to jinx myself, but I've got it out every year before the rain. I've never been rained on. I've got my supplies back. I'm able to go to the finish line and see everyone. So Corey needs a couple more volunteers. Message me. But yeah, we have a full spread every year. All the sponsors come out hard. We have, and I'm sure it's the same this year. Julie, let me know. But we have food. We have chips. We have jam bars. We have booze. We have scratch. We have sodas. We have TerraCycle, so you empty your trash there. And it's going to be when you're running in, we're going to be on your left-hand side. And then after us, you'll have you'll face some things Julie will talk about, but getting to Corey is just perfect and lovely, and you'll be so happy to see us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. And uh, just to interject there, so all of our volunteers this year are getting a way too cool 50K beanie by Head Sweats. And this is the white version. There is a black version as well. So if you want to volunteer, you're going to get yourself one of these for all the AC personnel and at the finish line there. So thank you, Head Sweats, for for doing that. And yeah, so when you leave the Quarry Aid Station, uh, you're on what's called the Quarry Road. It can just be a long, monotonous, just kind of boring kind of run. I think it's one of the most beautiful sections. You can, you know, get a lot of views uh, if you look out to the left-hand side of view. And um, you've got, again, some undulating terrain, some some hills, but they're runnable. But you might want to take a little power hike break there and make sure you're on your fueling and hydration plan. And then you're going to make your way to uh, Waterfall 
waterfall trail and take that. You're going to have a nice little quick little ascent there off the waterfall trail as you make your way into Auburn Lake Trails, ALT. And that is just, just over mile 20, 20 and a half. And that eighth station is has been supported and, and staffed by uh, Brad Rogers and Clark Witten. And they're awesome. They are they bring the party there to ALT. Um, those guys know how to put on a party as does the quarry aid station. So you'll be you'll be stoked to get there. And that is the first station too where we offer soup, veggie broth too. So if it is cold, you can grab yourself a cup of that as well. And um, at mile 20, we will have the scratch spies. I can't tell you exactly their location and where they're going to be, but somewhere in that Auburn Lake Trails vicinity. And um, if Kim and Makiko from uh, Scratch see you and they think you're just having the time of your life, so put on your best smile and cheer attitude and you're going to win a lot of Scratch product and gear out there from those girls. So look for those spies at mile 20 at, at, at around Auburn Lake Trails. And then from Auburn Lake Trails, you're going to head to the infamous Goat Hill, which is the marathon mark. Again, undulating terrain. So everything is just kind of rolling. Beautiful, beautiful trail with with the rain that we've had. Actually, the trail is in amazing shape. So excited for all of you to get on there and run. And yeah, that Goat Hill climb. Yeah, it's it's a it's a calf butt butt buster there, but it's gonna whip you into shape really, really quick. Yeah, take a look at that Max King video. It's absolutely absurd what he did up Goat Hill. And we will also have the Goat Hill Selfie Contest. So behind me, if you can see this this board here, but if you see this board that's behind me on Goat Hill, which you will, you're going to take a picture of that, tag Ultra Running and NorCal Ultras, and you're going to be eligible to win a free pair of Ultra shoes. So don't forget to stop at that selfie sign there as you're making your way up this ascent. And it's about like 0.6 miles is the actual like climb of Goat Hill. People say it's like two miles or three miles. It gets longer every year, the story goes, but it's really not that long. It's just that last quick ascent. And once you get to the top there, you're greeted by a station. These folks come from San Jose every year. They've been doing it with us since 2008. Dan O'Farrell and Baba Ghazi, they're amazing and, and their team that they bring in there. So, and I know Nick's going to be up there cheering and going crazy from the ultra end. And so Goat Hill is just like, you make it to Goat Hill, you're getting to that finish line. So out of Goat Hill, you've got some really great technical downhill running. It's one of my favorite sections. It's kind of a luge there, a little bit of rocky. So just watch your footing there. And um, then you're going to cross Highway 49 again. And when you do that, you're going to know like you are so close. You're smelling the barn. Cross that highway. We have one last aid station that is a hydration only. So it's just got scratch and coke and a couple of goo gels for you to kick kick you into motion up that final little quick climb. And uh, within a mile, 1.3, actually, you're going to be at that finish line. She made it sound so easy, guys. Didn't she just make that sound so easy? The question I do have is, though, if I finish my aid station, and I get a bib, can I start running to benefit from all the raffles and fun <laughs> stuff on the trail? I don't see what's wrong with that. But yeah, there's a lot of fun, iconic things that Way Too Cool does during the, if you check the e-blast, there's like, what, 31 options, 30, there's like a lot of options to win things for the race. Some are super duper funny. I shared them on our Instagram, my personal favorite ones. I'm going to do it again because there's some really I think it's called the way too cool jackpot party, the yeah. course contest. Yes, it's in the e-blast, but I'm going to share it again because it's really good. It's grown because it used to be a couple things. And now you guys have made quite the list. It is really awesome. Who's been working on that with you, Julie? Well, full on credit to Chris O'Connor, um, our art department of one and just an amazing, amazing individual. I said, hey, you know that game called skee ball like and you win tickets and you go redeem it for these silly stupid prizes you know in the in this game room and they're like cheesy and what have you and so we riffed on that and we came up with this uh, jackpot jackpot party on the way to cool course and so yeah there's there's 31 bucks you can win and this is eligible for everybody so every aid station has five or more raffle tickets 
And there's a trail fairy at every aid station wearing wings, wearing fairy wings. And so you need to see him or her and they will give you a ticket on the back of that ticket has a number and you bring that ticket to our trail fairy booth at the finish line. And then you get to redeem your prize. So we can't tell you what, what they equal and what they are, but you'll know. And again, there's a whole, whole myriad of awesome prizes as well as some jumper cables some paper towels, <laughs> the parachute guys. Yeah. I, I, my humor doesn't go that far. That's that, that was all Chris. So he's, he's bringing the jumper cables. That is so funny. Are they laminated? Hopefully they're laminated. Cause I'm just thinking if it's a wet, they're going to pull out this ticket that is like soggy and they're going to go here. They're going to be in little like baggies. So oh, perfect. Yeah. 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 So good, good thinking though. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I can't wait. This is so fun, especially for volunteers. This is so exciting. So yeah, the course map is all online too. Are there GPX files that people can download to their watches available there? Yes, there are on, on the course page there. So yeah. And I forgot to mention that mile 29 aid station, your final aid station is going to be like a NASCAR pit stop theme too. So excited. Oh, fun. But Carol and her friends have rolled out there. So again, and I, I don't even know that that mile 28 station two could have a theme up their sleeve as they always do. So they, they never tell me what they're going to do and they just roll it out. So you're in for some surprises out there. Last year, Corey, we all were in different onesies of animals or unicorns, or I think I was shark. Anyways, and I laid on the ground for people to jump over me. Anyways, so yeah, there's lots of fun things that on the course, but there's fun and there's also way too cool takes care of all the runners. I want to mention that there is safety sweep teams and medical teams all over the course for everyone. Julie has made sure that we know and you guys know that safety is the number one priority at all of her races, not just way too cool. And I've seen it. It goes as far as marking the course really well, having CHP highway crossings with you know, to make sure everyone's safe, that road gets pretty busy, you'll feel safe, the drivers feel safe. One thing is what color ribbon is going to be marking the course? What are people looking for out there? Do we know yet? Yes, we know this. There will be orange ribbon that will be marking the course. And uh, there won't be any flower chalk markings just in case it is wet. Uh, that will be non-existent by the time you get there. So yeah, look for orange ribbons and only orange ribbons. And if you do not see a ribbon within a quarter to a half a mile at the at the longest stretch, you need to go back to that last ribbon that you saw and redirect yourself. So again, just be pay attention to those ribbons and, and don't be just following some other runner and thinking he or she knows their way too. So that's just, uh, we've seen large groups go off course, just following one another out there. So yeah, it can happen. People get tired. It is a long way. So yeah, just remember orange. Make sure you've found an orange. Don't follow a human. Follow a flag. The course will probably be muddy. You guys wear appropriate footwear. I hear Ultra has really good shoes for that. Maybe check them out. And then Poison Oak. Poison Oak is something that we in Northern California deal with all the time. If you guys are new to the area, Tech New is something that we all use. Maybe wipe down after the race with that. They even have little wipes, prepackaged wipes that I usually keep. I usually have them at Quarry for you guys to take for after the race to kind of wipe all that. So if you're not familiar with that, Poison Oak is a thing here and it'll creep up about two days after your race. So you guys can take care of that after the race as well. And so you guys finish. Everyone's going to finish. It's going to be a great day. After we're going to have real quick, we're going to go through the post-race Ultra Village Festival. What that looks like for someone who's never been or for the spectators. What is it going to look like, Miss Julie Fingar? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, we've got um, the Monsters of Massage there to relax and massage out your weary muscles after that. We've got some um, food from burritos from Taco Tree local taco joint in Auburn. So I'm um, super happy to work with them again. We've also got um, here, I didn't crack it just, I'm not opening it, but this is a uh, Sierra Nevada. So uh, they're one of our sponsors this year in the beer garden. They're launching or have launched their new non-alcoholic trail pass IPA. And um, if you are a non-alcoholic goer, this is delicious. 
delicious. I've tried a lot of non-alcoholics and, and this is really good. And I'm not just plugging them because they're our sponsor. This is actually really, really good. They will also have regular brews there as well in that, in that we're going to have the Pushkin's uh, signature frog cupcake, as we mentioned before. And gosh, what else we got? Oh, everybody, when they cross the finish line is getting a medal. Well, I should say it's a handcrafted with love wooden medal by Sam Fiandaka from Raisin Racing, who has made every single one of these. I We we revealed it in our post-race e-blast, and it was on Instagram as well. But um, they're so amazing. They're so fun. I hope they make you smile. Sam is really, really looking forward to He's bringing them and he's also running. So kudos there to Sam. So everybody across the finish line, you really want one of these. They, they are one of a kind. And so super, super thankful to Sam for doing that. And um, gosh, man, what else What what else am I forgetting? We've got a whole village full of ultra and scratch and monsters. Massage. Monsters are going to be there. And yeah, so it, it's going to be fun for family spectators just just bring everybody with you there and yeah and then the beer garden of course so and something that norcal ultras always does well maybe not always i shouldn't say that but what i see often is there's race day discount deals so if you cross way too cool and you are friggin jazz to run again you can sign up and get a discount and i love that just keep your fitness there you can roll right into oh i don't know ar25 or ar50 yeah, so there's race. Check those out. She usually posts them or they're in the Ultra Village, but good way to save money around this time. Last time we had a way too cool 50K pre-race briefing. I asked Julie what was her advice for new racers, but she actually has created a whole series. So it's called Julie's Jewels. It's on YouTube and it's also on their Instagram. There's a whole series of like, if you're running your first 50K, Julie is, Julie, don't listen because I'm going to embarrass you. Julie is a super amazing runner, Badwater 135. She's not new. She ran on the treadmill for like a hundred years. I don't know. She's done like crazy, amazing things, but I've watched the segments and they are realistic, doable things that first time 50K people can be looking at. So Julie, Sorry to embarrass you. I didn't even tell you, but that series is awesome. I'm going to direct everyone over to NorCal Ultra's Instagram for advice for new for new runners, not just for way too cool, but maybe for any any 50k out there. Those are really good. I really love that series, Julie. Well, thank you, thank you very much. There, yeah, uh, <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, and everybody listen to the Mile 99 interviews. Go back in their archive too, and there's a lot of great content from. Just so many races that that we've had briefing. You guys have you know, had briefings with, as well as just other runners in the community that share like information. So I think that's like the best. Just just listen and absorb, and you know, take what you want and try it out. And there you go. Yeah, thank you so much, Julie. So we are going to wrap up the way too cool part, Julie. Anything you want to leave your your runners with before your racers? Anything My else goodness. to let them know? Some of our team is on here tonight and I'm like, gosh, did I forget anything, peeps? <laughs> so no, we're super excited for everybody, first timers and, and veterans that keep coming back to Wave Too Cool. And it's obviously a signature iconic race here in the in the Auburn community. But um we're we're excited to 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 share our experience, what we've created. And you know, every year we're always looking to improve and what can we do better and what how can we add more fun and make this a real fun trail party for everybody from the front of the pack to the back of the pack to that last finisher so we will be there for everybody to cheer you on to cheer you home nobody gets gets left out there and we will have cupcakes and taco tree for you and sierra nevadas and lots of lots of fans waiting for you at the finish line yeah, and lots of rain coverage. Uh, just in case it rains, spectators come out. There's plenty of buildings to hide under and easy ups. That's what the Ultra Village is all about. So don't let the rain scare you if it does come. If it doesn't, that's great. There's probably wind and mud. It doesn't matter. Come on out. It's such a good time. Thank you, Julie, for coming on again. We This new year, season five of Mile 99, we started something called the Congratulations Corner, where every week people submit things that they want to let the community know about other people in the community. And we just love it so much. Julie, do you have anyone you want to shout out real quick? Not I just put you on the spot, but anyone uh, you want to congratulate or thank? 
Sure. I want to thank my entire NorCal Ultras team. They they are amazing people. Just just again, just just kindest human souls out there to not only, you know, support our our race, but support the community. And they are really kind of the heroes, the unsung heroes of of how this race production gets put to life and put on and and all the that includes all the volunteer teams out there as well. So so thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And for a business working with another business, Mile 999, working with NorCal Ultras, it is such a breeze to collaborate. So yeah, from Greg and I, thank you, NorCal Ultras team for always making it easy to collaborate and have you guys on and you guys spoil us rotten. So thank you so much. We also got a comment from Rich Wilson. He wanted to give a shout out to Nicholas Connolly from Reno. He was right behind him as he missed a left turn to the roller coaster at Formidable 35K. And he realized that we were off course and he kept chasing Rich. Nick was chasing Rich to make sure he got turned around and back on course. So he just wanted to say thank you. That was a really stellar thing during his own race, went off course to make sure that Rich wasn't going to continue. So thank you, Nicholas. You're amazing. Awesome. I was muted, but here I go. I wanted to congratulate Danny Murphy. Danny Murphy, he has been interviewed by us prior, and he is the author of a website, a service called ultrapacer.com. I just pasted the link here on Zoom. Check it out. He has a whole slew of races, including Way to Cool, and it's a custom pace chart system that you can use and calculate your pace all throughout the races based on weather and heat and climbing and all this. It's really cool, very adaptive. Anyway, he has been gifted a race code to the Mammoth Trail Fest uh, from Tim Tollefson. Danny has been one of our biggest supporters through Patreon, and we really, really appreciate all of his support and all that he's doing for the community. Ultra Pacer, you can use for free. It's a great service. So thank you so much, Danny. Thank you, Tim, for your generosity. And uh, we can't wait to see what Danny does down there. He just rips up the trails. He's a great guy and a really fast runner. And so when I messaged Danny the code and that we were so thankful, I mentioned that there was a kid's race. And his kid has been going to one of our local runs at Thirsty Thursday. And so he might be able to take his kid and do a race up there too. So we're so thankful. Danny, let us know how you and your kiddo do up there. It's so beautiful and so fun. We also want uh, Robert Russell, who was a former guest of the Mile 99 interview, coach in the area, super smart guy. He wanted to shout out that we had three local winners at Formidable. Reed Brewer, the 50K, Jennifer Schmidt, the 35K, plus a course record, and Emily Hoggood, who did the half, plus a course record. The women tore it up at Formidable, and just Reed and Jen have been killing it in all the local running scenes. So he wanted to shout them out and congratulations. Congratulations, you guys. We also, we had one more thing that we wanted to talk about and we have a past guest on and he's going to let you guys know another opportunity for something free to do. Yeah. Hello. Hello. So Ultra, myself and Fleet Feet are partnering up to do a little shakeout run on Friday morning at 9 a.m. before the packet pickup. So we're going to get together, have some fun. I have some demo shoes out there. We'll have some other goodies and it'll just be like a nice little fun, easy shakeout. And we can talk about the course and the race and life and running and all that kind of fun stuff too. And that can give you an opportunity to try out the new Tim 5, which is stupid good, you guys. Stupid good. I took it out through the meat grinder a little while ago, a few few weeks ago, a month ago now on a super rainy, crazy, muddy day. And the new Vibram outsole is super aggressive. It got like an ounce and a half lighter compared to the four. It a lot more like longitudinally stiff compared to the four. So you really like work with that rocker a little bit better. And it's like much more responsive. And it's like an ounce and a half lighter if I didn't say that already. And it's $5 cheaper. So this thing is insane. Like foot shaped, balanced, super responsive. And like the crappier conditions, the better it feels. It just annihilates in mud and like i'm actually at a medical conference in chicago right now and we're just getting snowed on and i cannot wait to take it out um the waterfront tomorrow morning hopefully they don't clean it up too much and i can play around in the slop because it's a blast so we'll have that friday morning you can check it out and maybe i can talk kirk into giving us some discounts fleet feet for that day too so it's a really fun one i think you guys will like it a lot so thank you 
Thank you, Nicholas. Have fun in the snow and check out his Instagram to see if he actually ran in the snow. We'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put up a post. I'll put up a post. I'll make sure. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, guys. Um, Sadly, we're at the end of the hour. We went just a little bit over because we were having so much fun. We didn't mention it before, but we do have a Patreon. It's as low as a dollar a month. It helps us keep the lights on around here. It makes sure that we're at a bunch of, we can volunteer a bunch of places. If you guys like what you saw, you're new here, you can join our Patreon for as low as a dollar. If you don't like the reoccurring stuff, we have a Venmo. It's at the mile 99 interview. You guys can just do a one-time donation as a thank you to us. We really appreciate it because we just are doing this because we love it so much, but we got to pay the bills. So <laughs> it's so nice to see everyone. We will, if, yeah, if you're new here, follow us. We love it. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear your wins. Tag us and stuff. We'll share you. We'll support you. We're at the mile 99 interview just about anywhere. So thank you guys so much. And Greg, do you want to send them off? I do. We will see you on the trails and either tomorrow or the following. <laughs> so thanks, great- Julie. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. Have a great night. Have a great race. <laughs>